Praise the Lord. Amen. We're glad to be back in the house of God this Sunday afternoon as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. Thank you so much for being with us. An awesome, awesome presence of the Lord in the house this morning. Uh, thank you just so much. Thank you so much to those that was here, those that joined us on live feed. Thank you so much for being a part of, of the, the best part of Coosa Valley. Thank you for so much for being with us in our services this morning. I uh, know that they, several, uh, several from our church, about 30, 35, uh, went to the pumpkin patch in between uh, services, and I know they had an awesome time. I've already seen some of the pictures. Uh, some, are, uh, some got back, and they've been painting those, so I'm looking forward to see, seeing the outcome from those, uh, those painting their, their pumpkins. Uh, they had an outstanding time. Make sure you visit our uh, social media pages, and you can see that. Uh, there will also be a section on our website that's going to be going up that's going to incorporate uh, any pictures on our Instagram page that will incorporate that there. Uh, just try to, uh, trying to keep these things rolling. We're, we're moving more towards our, uh, focusing towards our website more than our social media. So just, uh, just stay, stay tuned for those things. Watch out for that. Uh, but again, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Uh, thank you so much for taking time, about 30, 35 minutes out of your time, uh, and joining back with us on live feed as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I know that many have prayer requests, many have needs. Uh, if you have a prayer request, we urge you to text it to the number listed on the bottom of the screen because we want to partner with you in prayer. That phone number is 205 642 We want to partner with you in prayer for whatever the need is that you may be going through. Uh, so be sure to uh, make that available, avail yourself of that and, and text us. We've been receiving lots of prayer requests and we do pray over those needs. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God to minister in our time of study this afternoon. Dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, again, want to thank you uh, for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this great opportunity that you've allowed us to join together uh, and worship you, and worship you in a time of study into your word. Father, I pray that as we look into your word tonight, as we continue our study, Father, I pray that you'll open up your word to us, help us to understand, help us to digest, help us to get a comprehension of what you're trying to tell us, your children, in the time that we're living in today. Father, I pray that you enlighten us and help us to move forward in your word. God, there's areas that we're not going to understand. There's areas that's going to look confusing to us. But God, help us not to uh, dwell on those. Help us to, uh, help us to digest those areas that you're opening up to us and help us to be able to absorb that. And God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Uh, if you'll take a look, you can go ahead and turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 16. Revelation chapter 16, starting in verses 12 through 16. Uh, this is where we ended up last week. So let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and pull that scripture up for us this afternoon. Go into verse, and go to verse 12. Starting in verse 12, uh, I'm just going to put that scripture on the screen and uh, we'll probably just leave that there because uh, this is about where we're at at this point in time. Revelation chapter 16, verse 12, it says, The sixth angel poured out the sixth bowl on the great river Euphrates. The water was dried up to prepare the way from the kings from the east. 
Uh, we, we started talking about this last Sunday night. Notice verse 16. Notice, notice how we get to verse 16 and how it happens very quickly. The purpose of the sixth judgment is to prepare the nations and the armies of the world for the battle of Armageddon. The battle of Armageddon is not just an affliction. It is the last great war of earth instigated by the Antichrist and the Antichrist government, the Antichrist spirits that is dwelling on earth. And so this is where we're looking at today. Last Sunday we started talking about six facts about this sixth bowl of judgment. And so if you will, uh, bear with us for just a moment. We're going to look at the first two uh, as we looked last Sunday night. Uh, just going to hit the highlights and then we're going to dig in uh, from there. The first one, the first thing that we notice about uh, the sixth bowl of judgment found in the book of Revelation chapter, uh, chapter 16 is this judgment dries up the great Euphrates River. The second thing that we find is the reason for drying the Euphrates River is to allow unconfederated armies of nation, nation of an army to form and march against Israel. This confederation is called the confederation of the kings from the east. No matter how sophisticated weapons get, it takes a soldier to step foot on land for it to be conquered. No matter how sophisticated warfare is, a soldier must step on land in order for it to be conquered. A foot soldier is needed to conquer a nation when conquerors want to preserve the land. So that's where we was ending out as last Sunday afternoon. As we move forward into the third thing is the source or the spirit behind this confederation of armies of these nations. This, the verse tells us that the nations of the earth are going to be involved in a great battle. This battle is called Armageddon. You can find that and you move on down into verse 16. This is a battle of battle of Armageddon. It's a, a place in the Hebrew that is called Armageddon. The kings of the east are all the nations east of Palestine involving a, the Arabs, Arabs, China, and other eastern nations. These will be headed by the Antichrist. You have those of the north, which is north of Palestine, including Russia. To the south is the south of Palestine, including Africa, the West, and notice what it says here in verse 12. It says, from the East. So these will be East of Palestine involving Arab, China, and the other Eastern nations headed by the Antichrist. The armies will gather from every nation taking sides on which to protect its own interest. Why does a nation go to war? Why does a nation go to battle? In order to protect the interest of that particular nation. As stated already, the conflict may be over oil. It may be over uh, the utter insanity of the Antichrist to exterminate uh, the Jews or other interests that we don't know about. The point is this. In the last days, all the nations of the world will converge upon the Middle East and station within the borders of Palestine. Each of these nations will join forces with two or more sides. 
They'll be there to protect their own interest in the middle uh, in, in Middle East and in Palestine. Note, we must understand what is genuinely behind every one of these attacks. All of these attacks, the scene, everything is led by the evil spirits of the day. Evil spirits are giving power to the mouth of the Antichrist and the false prophet of the Antichrist. If you'll remember, we have talked about how that the Antichrist had to have a prophet. That is the false prophet that came. I believe that the false prophet of the Antichrist is already here on the scene, is already uh, very familiar to people, is already very much in the middle of, uh, of the political game. I believe that the false prophet of the Antichrist is very much on the scene. He is there to make the way for the Antichrist to move right into power. The power and the influence to deceive other national leaders will have to come from that prophet. Why? That prophet will have already established a rapport, will already establish a relationship with the, uh, the leaders of these nations. And so therefore, that will make it so much easier for the Antichrist to be able to make that, uh, make that move into where he's at this The evil spirits of the day will give the two leaders, the Antichrist and the false prophet of the Antichrist, supernatural power to inspire their confederations to march on and to try to attempt to conquer Israel or Palestine. All of the other nations will march to protect that particular nation's interest, perhaps as oil, perhaps something else. The description of the evil spirits in these particular verses, verses 12 through 16, symbolizes or talks about as a frog. The frog symbolizes the ability to leap over and to spread deception from the dragon, which is the Antichrist or the devil, from the dragon and the Antichrist, his false prophet, his chief executive officers, then on to all of the nations. So it's a it's a jump from one to the other to the other. And people are just going to be astounded at how that trans, trans how that will all transpire and it'll just be so smooth and flow and when it happens once it's done you're gonna be like wait where did we just come from how did we go from here to here and that is the symbolic of the frog how it's gonna just jump from one to the other and we're accepting those changes the picture is this that the demons will are working miracles please understand Demonic spirits know how to mimic the Holy Spirit of God. Demonic spirits know how to mimic miracles, knows how to mimic mimic healings, knows how to mimic, uh, for our sake, a magical trick. What kind of miracles? The scripture doesn't say what type of miracles are going to be mimicked in these particular verses. Perhaps it is an idea of deceptive dreams, uh, glorious triumphs, visions of of grandeur, setting passions aflame, striking fear within the heart, arousing bitterness, hate among nations, hate among families, hate among brothers and sisters in Christ. These are the things that that the Antichrist and the, uh, the false prophet of the Antichrist is going to be using to stir up fear in the nations. The result of this 
evil spirits and how it is going to, uh, how it moves and how it operates is gathering together all of the armies of the world to a place called Palestine and a place called Armageddon in the valley and the mountain of Migo, in the great valley that runs through the, through the middle of Palestine from the Mediterranean Sea to the Jordan River. It's about 200 miles long and 10 miles wide. Uh, Brother Andy, this stuff is not in Scripture. Well, you'll find in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil, the serpent, which deceives the whole world, was cast out into the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. Revelation 16, 13, and 14, as we've already read these scriptures, the, the unclean spirits are like frogs that comes out of the mouth of the dragon. The fourth thing that we find here is the day is there is a day of Armageddon. You take a look at verse 16, the day of Armageddon, the day, will, uh, the day when all this will happen is called in Scripture the great day of, of God the Almighty. This is the day when the armies of the world will be destroyed. The ungodly and the evil of this world will be destroyed. It's the day when Jesus Christ will return to rule and reign over earth. When all the armies are gathered together, for battle, Jesus Christ will come onto the scene. It will end the day, the day of the age of grace. Time and history as we know it will be no more. Godliness and righteousness will be brought to the earth by God, Him, by the Lord Jesus, the Son of God Himself. We also find in these particular passages of Scripture that there, number, the fifth thing that we find in 12 through 16 is a great warning from God going out to the people of earth. Watch and be prepared. Watch and be prepared. We find this in verse 15. I wanted to pull that scripture up for us. Verse 15, there's a great warning. Watch and be prepared, only them that have kept themselves from unspotted from the worldliness of this earth and, have, and, and kept themselves from following the Antichrist will escape the terrible judgment that is coming. You, we've, we've talked about the parable, uh, the parable of the five, the five virgins, how that, uh, or the ten virgins, how that five was prepared, they was ready, they was ready and raring to go, and then the five that was not. And what we must understand is we need to be as those who are prepared, who, those who are ready for the coming of Christ. A person must be clothed in the white garment of the Lord's righteousness. In other words, our life must uh, be covered by the blood of Christ at all times. We must continuously strive for perfection, strive to be like Christ, strive to draw after Him, strive to be, strive to be part of who He is. The person must trust and diligently seek the righteousness of Jesus Christ or else he will be found naked and stripped of the white garment of the Lord's righteousness. This is not physical, this is spiritual. What we must understand is there is a spirituality to this. If we're not watching, we're not preparing ourselves, we're not ready, then the, the Jesus has come back like a thief in the night and will be caught unawares. Notice, we find here that Jesus is saying he's going to return as a thief in the night. Totally unexpected. Nobody's going to know. If you knew that there was a thief coming to your door tonight at 11.35 p.m., how many of us would be in the bed of sleep or how many of us would be sitting on that front doorstep? 
we all would be step, sitting on the front door, doorstep. But Jesus is coming as a thief in the night, and we are not going to be expecting his return. Just as when he comes back for the believers during the tr- period of tribulation, is not known by anybody. Therefore, we must watch and be prepared. We don't know when the return of Christ is going to be. We don't know when the sounding of the trumpet is going to be. We've got to be ready. The sixth thing that we find here, and also it addresses verse 16 a little more in depth, is the battle of the, battle of the great, the place of the great battle is called Armageddon. You can go and you can look at Revelation. We haven't got there yet, but we can find in Revelation chapter 19, verses 17 uh, through 21, we can find, and when we get to that point, we'll, we'll talk about the battle of Armageddon and the place of this. We'll talk about this in more detail. We find that in Matthew chapter 25 and 13, it says, Watch therefore, for you know not the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh back. Luke chapter 12 and verse 37, Blessed are those servants whom... Whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. We also find in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, You are like children. Children of light, the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as, as do others. Let us watch and be sober. Revelation 3 and 11, we've already talked about, says, Behold, I come as a thief. I'm coming quickly. I'm, I, no man knows when this time is coming. We have got to be ready. We cannot allow things to keep us making sure that we're ready for when that time comes. Let's go on. Take a look at verse 17. Take a look at verse 17. Verse 17 tells us this. The seventh angel, this is the seventh bowl of judgment, and it is poured out upon the air and the atmosphere. There's three words. It is done. We talked about that a little this morning during Sunday school. I urge you to go back and watch that. But we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth tonight. So let's take a look. Revelation chapter 16 and verse 17. Uh, Let's go ahead and start in verse 17. It says, The seventh angel poured out his bowl upon the air, and the loud voice came out of the temple from the throne, saying, It is done. When Jesus died on the cross of Calvary for our sins, he said, It is finished. Now there's a voice coming from the temple, from the throne room of God. It says, It is done. God's thundering voice announces it is done. The judgment upon all the ungodly, all the evil armies of earth is now in, com- in its completed state. All of the armies of the ungodly, all of the evil nations, all those that have done those evil and horrible things against God's children have been wiped out by the judgment of God. Brother Andy, I don't believe that God's going ju- to do that. I don't believe that God's judgment is going to pass out... Ju- Pass forth unto his people like that. Well, I'm sorry, but that is exactly the way things are going to be. The judgment of God is going to come, and it's going to uh, it's going to affect mankind. And we, as the children of God, have got to know that when the judgment of God comes, it is in the grace and the mercy. The, from the same grace and mercy that God pours out to us, it's by that same God that the justice from God will be poured out. The natural 
the nature breaks loose from the most ter- in the most terrifying devastation and horrible imagination ever found. The most awesome, spectacular display from the, glory, the power and the glory of God is launched. There will be violent storms, worldwide um, violent storms and worldwide catastrophic earthquakes. Imagine an earthquake that will violently affect all of mankind, that will violently affect the whole world. The new amplified, the new amplified version of the Bible tells us in Revelation 16 and verse 18. Let's take a look at that. Let's read it in the ESV. Wouldn't you know it? Okay. The scriptures is going to just be, let's go to, let's just move the scriptures off to the, off of the screen and we'll just leave it as that. Because the scriptures, it's you know, technology, love it. But the uh, ESV, ver, uh, excuse me, the uh, new amplified version, the new amplified The Amplified New Testament version says this in Revelation 16 and verse 18. It says, And there followed lightning flashes, loud rumblings, uh, pails of thunder, a tremendous earthquake, nothing like it has ever occurred since man dwelt on the earth. So severe and far-reaching is that earthquake. So there's a couple of things that we want to notice here. The great city of Jerusalem will be shaken by the earthquake and divided into three parts. It will be utterly destroyed. Babylon, the capital of the Antichrist, will collapse and be broken up into three parts. We also find... Okay, so the city of Jerusalem will be shaken by earthquake, divided into three parts. Babylon, the capital of the Antichrist, will collapse and be broken into three parts, and both will be utterly destroyed. Whole cities throughout nations and worlds will collapse in utter ruin. Verse 19, there's devastation, destruction, horror, injury, death, mass confusion all throughout during this last natural disaster. The great world capital, Babylon, will be remembered by God and He will especially pour out the fierceness of God will be poured out in the entirety of the wrath of God upon Babylon. Much of the earth will be literally broken up. Islands, mountains will just totally disappear. That is found in verse 20. I wish I had these verses on the screen to show you. Verse 21. The storms will rain. Great hail storms will pour out out of heaven weighing up to 100 pounds. The reaction from earth the, excuse me, the react from earth, from the ungodly and the evil survivors around the world, they still blame God. They still blaspheme against God. They still do not repent. We would expect repentance. We've already been down this road. 
when things start to happen and things start to take place, you would expect repentance, but repentance does not come. The ungodly and the evil in the last days are going to be as hard-headed and as stubborn as the ungodly and the evil from the day we're living in today. We find in Revelation chapter 13, two verses here. I want to read to you, and then we're going to close in prayer. Revelation 13 and verse 1, And I stood up on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast, the Antichrist, rising up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blaspheme. Then Revelation 16, verse 11, And blasphemed the God of heaven above because of their pains, their sores, and they repented not of their deeds. Church, I know that we're not living after, right now we're not living after the church, after the rapture of the church. I know that we're waiting upon the rapture. But these things that we're reading, these things that we're talking about, how that, uh, how that people will blame God for their pains, their troubles, and their trials that they're going through, as we say that it's going to happen then, it's happening in the day and time that we're living in right now. Church, we must understand, God has His hand upon us. His hand of grace, His hand of mercy upon us. But it is up to us to know that God can remove that hand if we're not trusting and depending upon Him. We've got to continuously give our all to Him. God can remove that hand of grace. God can remove that hand of mercy. God can remove that hand uh, uh, of His love in our lives. But what we need, so that, so that when He removes that, judgment will come. But we don't want the judgment on our lives because I'm going to tell you something. The judgment is worse than what we deserve. We've done worse than what we would receive in the judgment from God. What we've got to understand is we're living under the grace. We're living under the mercies of God. I want His hand of protection upon me. Therefore, I am going to serve Him. We've got to do everything we can to serve the mighty name of God. Would you bow your heads and pray with us, dear Heavenly Father, again as we come to you today. Father, we want to thank you and we want to praise you. And God, I pray right now that as your hand of mercy upon us today, as your hand of grace, your hand of goodness is upon us, Father, I pray that you'll continue to step of the way, continue to guide and direct our paths, continue to help us in moving forward with what you would have us to do. God, I thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. I thank you for the many wonders that you've given to us. I thank you and I praise you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being a part of our Bible study this afternoon as we continue our study in Revelation. I encourage you to go back onto our, our, our website, cvcog.church. 
Uh, click on the sermon outlines or in the boxes on the page and you'll find the, uh, one of the boxes says Revel the study of Revelation. Click on that and I encourage you to go back and watch the previous videos. There's a form on that page that you can, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, I encourage you to fill those out so that we can read those. We love reading those. We're getting several from, from our church family and I love reading those. encourage you to continue to do that. Also, while you're there, be sure to uh, submit any prayer requests that you may have so we can partner with you in prayer. Also, be sure to visit our online giving page. Uh, there's many options of way to give, ways to give. Continue to give, and God will continue to bless you. I'm not one of those that says you've got to give an X dollar amount for such and such. You give as God has prospered you, that God will continue His work here at Coosa Valley. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you so much for being with us. Join us back this Wednesday at 6.30 uh, in, in our sanctuary as our adult classes. We're doing Understanding the Bible, our Ignite Student Ministries, our Discipleship Kids. Both have classes going as well. We also have a nursery uh, as well. If you'd like to serve in any of these areas, there's options uh, to be able to uh, address that, be able to look at those avenues uh, on our website, cvcog.church. Find the place where it says, I want to serve. And there's plenty of areas that we can, uh, we can uh, get you connected to where you can plug in and, and serve uh, Coosa Valley for the kingdom of God. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you so much for joining with us. Join us back here at Wednesday at 6.30. May God bless you. Amen and amen. Washes the fear away.